listening to another episode of the long overdue podcast this is a production of the decatur public library in decatur texas uh i'm chris and we have denise and we have a special guest this afternoon mr brian gates hello welcome and uh we're going to be talking about snakes you have a lot to talk about on the subject right I do. Okay, that's why we invited you. <laughs> I was hoping that was the case, but you know, just just making sure. Um, so, we recently did a episode on spiders, uh, where we had a non-spider expert or non-expert. Had you called yourself a spider enthusiast? A spider enthusiast. <laughs> I believe yeah. that's what you said. Yeah. And uh, we talked about spiders and and some other arachnids and and such um and i talked about it with the purpose of kind of educating (laughs) yeah educating (laughs) and convincing our listeners and our and our other podcasters um you know that uh these often maligned or misunderstood creatures are good and they should be our our friends so that's kind of the (laughs) that's kind of the uh um the direction i had in mind but you know you're that you're the expert so i'll let you i'll let you <laughs> take care of that for us brian okay uh so i know you're recently just in the wise county messenger right and they did an interview with you about your about your uh your job with the snakes yes and uh and then we invited you to this podcast i liked what you said the other day um you said that you felt kind of like the phantom of the opera like you've been doing this for a while and and nobody ever knew what was going on behind the scenes and now all of a sudden it's it's all (laughs) all coming to light in the newspaper and in the in the podcast and such yeah so uh so what what exactly is your your job title what would you say your job is i don't think there is one yeah yeah i just go and if you get one in uh, the library here or your house mm-hmm. you, know, you call me i come get it i take it somewhere else release it right because you're a, li- a live live catch and release right you said you usually go out into the the lbj grasslands yes. or someplace like that to release those yeah somewhere where it's wide open and not a whole lot of people around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um is it a is it like county job or do you work for the city or are you just a, a freelancer and they just freelancer you're the guy like you're the guy they call mm-hmm. kind of like the ghostbusters or whatever yes. it's like who are you gonna call <laughs> right on right in on in fact i should put that as my ringtone yes <laughs> <laughs> right on that's cool um and do you, so what is the the range of the area that you usually work in do you just the say whole county the whole county all of wise county mm-hmm uh, there's been a couple of times where I've traveled outside the county mm-hmm. and not too far outside the county, like Azel and just barely outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long have you been doing, doing this? Would you say? About 17 years. 17 oh, years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and, and you're, everybody's just now finding out about that. <laughs> 
They're so if they have if someone finds a snake and they like they call you directly or they call the city, they call the county, like uh, how, how would someone that doesn't know about you yes. would contact you? That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> like, through the sheriff's department. Through the sheriff's, sheriff's department. department. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, because we recently had a, an, a, maybe an issue, possible issue with the skunk at the library. <laughs> and uh, and they we ended up calling the sheriff's department and they had someone come out that I guess was the, was the kind of like their, their skunk person. Sort of. So I guess I don't, I don't know. Who's like, so, that's not me. No, so so what happens is somebody calls the sheriff's department and and they find out that it's a snake issue and then they're like, oh, gotta call Brian. Is that is that how that normally works? Uh, to me, it would be just like that. I'm not sure how they do about it in there, mm-hmm. but they'll either give my phone number to the person or. They'll take care of. They'll, they'll either call. Yeah, they'll be the middleman, or they'll forward, they'll forward it, the the number to them so they can contact you directly. Yes. Wow, seventeen years. Yeah, twenty years actually with seventeen doing the catch and release, and twenty years breeding reptiles for the pet trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later because okay. i did include that in my questions and i know i've talked to you a little bit about about the reptile reptiles as pets in the trade and and i know you know the the kind of the the ins and outs of that and what's legit and what's not so we can talk about that later because i did okay. i did include that in my list of things we want to talk to you about uh-huh. i know that you're a snake enthusiast um so what what got you started with the snakes does it was your, your job was uh you said you worked with snakes for about 20 years mm-hmm. um so before you took that on as a as a job you just were just a like a snake enthusiast and that kind of led you into being a, a snake catcher mm, something on that line i was a teenager you know, I always wanted to work with animals mm-hmm. and i was watching the crocodile hunter one day mm-hmm and Steve seeing Ir- him <laughs> Steve Irwin yes yeah. I was watching him jump on the crocodile's backs and catching snakes and after the show ended I went out to the chicken coop to gather eggs and there was a chicken snake in there and I just saw the opportunity to do what Steve Irwin was doing <laughs> and you know it's like a light switch mm-hmm. went on and from there on out, it was, you know, catching, releasing, yeah, getting pets, and just studying them, really. Yeah, so you caught that snake, and that was kind of like when your, your superpower awakened. Yes. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> wow, that's, that is really cool. I like that. Uh, so, about 17 years ago, you've been, you started doing the snake catching so when did what like what was it? How did you get started as a job doing it? Did you just kind of just put yourself out there and be like I'm I'm a snake catcher or uh, is there was there a process to it? Did you go through like a certain um, any kind of special training or education to to get to where you could do that and get get paid to do it or? Uh, one of my friends gave my info to the sheriff's department 
And to this day, I still do not know which friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if they're seeing it as we're helping you out. So you can you know, do this even better. Or if they're just trying to pull a prank on me and, well, just... <laughs> Turned into a career. You know, I know this guy that likes snakes. Why don't you just call, call him? <laughs> <laughs> if I ever do find out which friend, it's going to be a steak dinner. Yeah. Well, there you mm-hmm. go. I was just like, why wouldn't your friend tell you? <laughs> so if you're listening to this, whoever whoever did this, <laughs> just just keep in mind you have a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't mad. <laughs> That's cool. So, so really, it's just you're self-taught, essentially. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, I know that you, you talked a little bit with the messenger about the process of catching the snakes and stuff. And um, so normally you just go in with your, you just go in and grab barehanded as long as it's a non-venomous type, right? Yes. And you don't worry about it too much. You said you've been bit a lot by non-venomous snakes. Yes. But uh, when it comes to the... The venomous snakes, you go in with all the the right equipment and everything. Right. Because you don't want to play with that fire. Exactly. What kind of stuff do you use? Do you use like the, the sticks with the snake? Uh, the snake, snake hooks, sticks and uh, grabbers. I try to not use the grabbers as much. I mostly use the snake hook. Mm-hmm. You know, some circumstances calls for the grabbers to be in play because mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to hurt the animal mm-hmm. I'm wanting to catch it as safely as possible and even the venomous ones right right so what's a normal job like so like what is that normal how does that normally progress you get you get the call either from the sheriff's department or for, or from somebody just calling you directly, both. And then where do, where do you go from there? What what? How does like and and you can pick like an exciting example or whatever, like an exciting job you had one day. But uh, give us a little illustration about how this would go. Okay, uh, there's been a few exciting calls. Uh, one that was most recent was about two weeks ago. I got called from the sheriff's department. Uh, There was a deputy that needed some backup, and there was a snake involved, so they called me. He was there trying to handle the situation. He was doing a good job. We basically showed up a few minutes apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And... He was like, well, this is what the situation is. It's a black snake. It's in this room. And, you know, by the time I always show up on scene, the snakes went from three foot to 20 feet. (laughs) (laughs) And so I never go by what people say the actual size is, unless I know the person and know their background of, snakes or math mm-hmm. yes <laughs> snakes or math <laughs> yes that's <laughs> so they turn it turns into a proper fish story yes. by the end it's like it's <laughs> so you don't you don't make a judgment until you actually see it for yourself exactly yeah okay so you show, showed up on the scene 
and and you're you're the backup to the to the deputy because uh, at first it turned into him being my backup mm-hmm. because he was not knowing what to do and mm-hmm. I knew what to do so he was my Robin to me being Batman right on. So yeah, so criminals they're they're good with <laughs> snakes. But not so much. Snakes. That's when they that's when they need <laughs> that's when they need to call you. Yes. So with, uh, like in this case, was this was a snake in someone's house? Is it was that, like just in their in their one of their rooms or something like that. Yeah, uh, the cat brought it in and <laughs> let it go, and they were just not having it. Mm-hmm. Especially the wife. She was. I really feel sorry for her because she was terrified of it, and and it was a. Did it turn out to be a venomous snake? No, it was a non-venomous coach whip. Okay. Well, it's actually one of my favorite species of snakes there is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what uh, what's different about what you said? It's called a what? A c- coach whip. Coach whip. Mm-hmm. Like a like a coach whip like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did y'all catch yeah, that, I know, listeners? I, I know there's no video. I'm, I'm always doing stuff like that, like all, all the time. I'm always making ge- gestures and like, pe- like everybody can see what I'm doing. Uh-huh. But, like that, right? Yeah, but for our oh, yeah. listeners at home that can't see what's going on, I'm making a very uh, defined whipping motion as though I was driving a coach. So, just to clarify, <laughs> so what's different about coach whips? Why do you like those? Uh, their speed, their attitude, and they can stand up tripoding just like a cobra can. Really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So is, would that be when they like they lift up and and like raise their mm-hmm. head? Yes. Okay. And basically, all they're doing is just getting a overview of their environment when they do that. But if you see it firsthand. It will scare you the first time mm-hmm. because the first time it happened to me, I was actually holding one in my hands. I knew it was non-venomous, but I didn't know what snake it was. But when it tripoded, my whole mindset changed to, oh boy, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> and I think most people see that action as aggression and mm. not just, it's just yes. trying to see where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> So you said that it really is when it does that. It's just surveying the area, and it can be threatening. Does it, but it's not. Is it not a threatening action when it does that? Like, does it do that in order to? Uh, if we surprise it and it does that to us, it will be a defensive move. But mostly, if you're just out in your yard and you see a snake doing that, most likely all it's doing is just looking around, seeing, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So not and not all snakes can can do that. Then it's only certain snakes that can tripod. Uh, as my understanding is, there is just a few snake species that can do that. Not many. I know. I never thought about that. I mean, you know, you see in movies and pictures and stuff where they do that. And I never thought. I never thought that you know that was limited to certain snakes, which it makes sense, but. Thank you for educating us. That's why we have you. <laughs> That's cool. So you caught the snake. Um, did everybody calm down after that? Uh, 
the husband was was pretty calm. Uh, the wife was still pretty upset about it. Mm-hmm. But she probably calmed down later that night. Yeah. After knowing that I was there and I caught the snake. And, and then and they can always... It wasn't in her house anymore. It wasn't in her house. <laughs> yep. And you, they can always call you again if they ever have another issue. If right. the cat brings home another present. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, did you, um, did you end up just going into the room and... Like, was it in a place where you could get to, or did you have to... I had to look for it. It was, a, it was it was a room that they were keeping, you know, storage room, basically. Mm-hmm. So I had to move some stuff around, and the officer asked if I wanted gloves, and I was like, it probably wouldn't be a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know, having the latex gloves on. Mm-hmm. And while he went out to go get a pair of gloves for me, you know, I uncovered the snake. I waited till he got back. And as soon as he walked in the door, you know, I pointed down and he was like, oh, there it is, huh? And I was like, <laughs> yep, right here. He goes, how big is it? And I'm like, about three foot. <laughs> Not as big as I was being told. They, first. Were, yes. they were telling you it was, it was a giant. Yes. It went from... Uh, six foot to ten foot within a few minutes of me getting the call and getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was not black, it was tan. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> So So when you got the call and they said it was a... Because the first thing I thought when they said, when you said black snake, I was like, oh, it's like a water moccasin or a... Aren't they usually black or am I wrong about that? Uh, they're dark in color. Dark in color. You catch them in the right light, they're more of a copper color, but they're not a copperhead. Is there a venomous snake that's black that's around here? Mm, not really. Okay, because that's, that, that's just what I was thinking. Like a black snake, it, you know, I was thinking water moccasin or something venomous. But in any case, it wasn't black, it was tan, and it wasn't Yeah. It wasn't venomous. And uh, and you caught it and got it out, and then did you, end, you ended up taking it out to... Uh, I still have it at my place because <laughs> you know the cat did have a hold of it. Yeah, so doctoring it. You had to get it back to health. Yes, but it's okay now. It's getting there. It's getting there. I was going to ask that about if the cat had had done a number on it and it was <laughs> yeah it tore into it pretty good. But yeah, it's a seems to be a fighter. It's bitten me a few times now, mm-hmm. but I don't blame it. I mean. After being got by a cat, yeah. drug into a house where, you know, who knows what was going on until it got away from the cat. And getting chased around and then getting getting grabbed. And yeah. Thrown into a bucket. Well, not thrown, but placed in a bucket. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then driving down bumpy roads all the way until you get put into a cage and getting pulled out and doctored every day. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't know, I'm just thinking about these kind of situations that you get into, and I think that's, um, since you are since you are really enthusiastic about snakes, and you know about the catch and release, that you're, you're doing a service not just for the people that you're helping get these snakes out, but you're doing a service for the snakes too. Right. Because mm-hmm. in, in a lot of these cases, somebody that was just going to deal with it themselves, they might just, you know, shoot it or, or kill it with a hoe or whatever it is mm-hmm. that 
that people do, but when they call you, you can make sure that it gets taken out, you know, correctly, and you do the best of your ability to make sure that it gets back where it needs to go. Right. So I think that that's that's really neat. I think that's a is that is that something that you like about your job? Is that it kind is. of part of why you do it? It is. I mean, sometimes it can get a little frustrating on the job side of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what job doesn't get frustrated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, how many snakes do you have now? Uh, minus that co-trip, because it's only temporarily staying with me. Mm-hmm. I've got 37. 37? Wow. <laughs> And by the end of next year, that number will be double, maybe tripled. Mm-hmm. And so, did do you say, um, do some of these are the permanent residents from ones that you've ended up catching, or do you um, do you go out and purchase a lot of snakes? I purchase some, and some are from that I did not catch, but I rescued from other people that needed to find homes for their snakes. Mm -hmm. I took them in. I used them as educational purposes. Mm -hmm. And do you do anything like that on a, you know, on a regular or semi-regular basis where you go in and teach people about snakes or? Not as much. Mm -hmm. I need to, but. Yeah, you know, I just haven't advertised that part of it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's what, yeah, and that's part of the reason why I wanted you on today, because I know, I know you know about all of that. Um, what are some of the snakes that you have? Uh, I know you have some really big ones, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got pythons, i got boas, I've got king snakes, corn snakes, uh, a few rat snakes mm-hmm. that are not non-native to here. They're more Vietnam. Oh, really? So not even, not even in this continent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the snakes that I keep and breed are you won't see them out in the wild here, mm-hmm. and if you do. It's either someone let them loose or we had a natural disaster that they got out due to. They got broken out, yeah. Do you have any, do you ever have to catch snakes like that that have gotten out? Like, like exotic, kind of like exotic, non-native snakes or um, any, have you ever had to deal with anything that would possibly become an invasive species or? Not yet. Not yet. But I'm, you know, that call could come in at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some people do some some irresponsible things yeah. when yep. they decide to get a pet like that. They do. So I can definitely see something like that happening. Um, well, what what is the biggest snake you have? You said you have some pythons, right? Uh, yes, the biggest one I've got now is about ten foot. Okay, so you know what a 10-foot snake looks like. <laughs> yes. Uh, I did have one that was bigger, but she passed away due to old age oh. very recently. Yeah, sorry. And she was 16 feet. Wow. <laughs> and do you, uh, do you have a business um, with the 
like selling those for, as pets or I do okay that's the primary business and the catch and release is secondary secondary okay cool so so uh, is there anything you'd like you can share or would like to to educate us on as far as the snake trade because like I said I know there's some concern with you know some of the snake farms are not they're not legit and they probably don't treat the animals right or they you know you don't know if they're healthy um can you tell us a little more about that uh, I know that's a little non-specific but you know uh there is some circumstances where there is non-legit snake farms out there that you never know what they've got coming in or going out mm-hmm. uh the reptile trade is it's good but just with every trade there is you know guns and pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. you know there's also the bad parts of it right the abuse and yeah uh sometimes when there's a shipment of reptiles coming in from farms that's outside the u.s there is no telling what might get loose in the crate while it's being shipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest problem we have here in the U.S. is a pesky little uh, bug that is mites. Mites. And they can they can be very annoying when they show up on any animal mm-hmm. but with snakes it's it'll drive someone crazy mm-hmm. like other than just the snakes like yes the, the people handling the snakes all right, all right so is it a specific kind of mite that just does reptiles or is it something that like other pets and stuff can get to uh pretty much it's reptile mites but i'm not sure if they can be transferred to a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. But the owners go OCD when it... When we see one, it brings out OCD in us. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything gets clean. We're changing clothes. Every time we're going in and out of the snake room or snake house, it's, you know, change clothes, put on latex gloves. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to bring those home with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Or or share them with anybody else. Yep. The next biggest problem we have is theft. Mm -hmm. People breaking in. And I know it sounds weird, but people do that. Mm -hmm. Well, sure. I mean, people do crazy stuff. I remember (laughs) a couple of years ago hearing all the reports about people stealing horse tails. Like they'd go onto people's, you know, farms or ranch or whatever, and they'd steal all the horse tails. The hair off the horse tails, and I guess they use it for wig making. I yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, violins, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But no, it's that's not the definitely not the weirdest thing I've ever heard. So, yeah, uh, I mean, theft has happened to me with it, mm-hmm. and I mean, I thought I was the safest person around that it would never happen to. And mm-hmm. You know, everyone falls into that. It's the insecurity of, you know, I've got 
you know, locked doors and my windows are locked. But, you know, all it takes is the right person knowing how to get in. and Sure. And when it happened to me, they knew exactly what they were going for. Really? Like they would just got went in and knew, like, they, they knew what they were looking for? Huh? It had to be someone I dealt with mm-hmm. that actually came out to my place mm-hmm. once because they knew what snakes they wanted and they knew what cages the snakes were in. That's really disappointing. Yeah. It was. And to this day, I still don't know who did it. Mm-hmm. They're not getting a steak dinner. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, the other thing I was going to ask is, uh, because uh, to they somebody that, was, that would break into uh, steal something like that would definitely probably want to have some knowledge. Because that's pretty gutsy to go in and <laughs> right. you know into a place that's yeah. filled with, with with snakes. Do you have any venomous snakes no. that you keep? You don't keep any of those. No. Okay. Even though I do find them out on the farm, <laughs> you know, I don't take them in, put them in a cage. They strictly get moved further off of the farm or further away from the buildings. Mm-hmm. You probably don't recommend that, huh? <laughs> No, <laughs> unless you get the right training to handle the venomous ones, then don't keep them as pets. Don't bother. So, as far as our you know our citizens in Decatur and Wise County dealing with snakes, um, if they run into a snake themselves, um, I know a lot of folks talk about different ways to identify, like whether they're venomous or non-venomous or or whatever. Um, could you say anything to like educate our, our listeners about what to look for and what to be careful of and, and what to do other than call Brian if they do run into a snake? <laughs> well, pretty much I'd say call Brian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy and he knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't go near the snake. And just <laughs> uh, a lot of what people hear about how to identify the snakes is myth mm-hmm. you know, slit eyes mean venomous no it doesn't not true just depends on what kind of light it's in just like our eyes you know get big when there's low light or a whole lot of light mm-hmm. you know, it just depends and snakes are the same way mm-hmm and the colors is there because i know one of the things that people say is like the red next to black and and all that and yeah that one's actual truth mm-hmm. you know you gotta look uh, there is the coral snake not sure about it being in the county i've heard reports of it but i haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. and you, know, you do gotta look at the colors on it and if you see that color pattern, just stay away from it. Call Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably just the best advice in any situation. Yeah. If yeah. you're not sure, just call the expert. Yeah. Stay calm and you know, just be watching where it goes. If it you know, if it's outside, try to see where it goes exactly if it's going too far. Mm-hmm. If it goes beyond your fence 
you know, if it's a farmland or something, mm-hmm. you can still call me. I'll still come out, but I probably won't be able to find the snake exactly. Right on. I mean, there's got a, there's a lot of snakes out there. That's just the one they saw, right? Right. <laughs> uh, I'll find a snake. You'll find a snake. <laughs> probably won't be the one that you called me on. Cool. So, um, have you ended up finding snakes in any really weird places when you go out on a job? Uh, I do on occasions. Mm-hmm. They'll some of them wind up uh, in the drawers where you keep your clothes, and mm-hmm. uh, that just makes me uneasy going through them drawers. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, under underneath counters, mm. and I'm I don't mean just underneath where you store everything. I mean just directly underneath that where that open spot is. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I have to wait for the snake to come out or destroy your cabinet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when they get between the walls or or the the con- the construction of the the counter, that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever had to do that? Like tear something up? <laughs> and, and I guess I guess people are okay with that as long as you're getting the snake out, huh? I ask permission, and most of the time they're already planning on. Uh, doing their cabinets over, so it's <laughs> like, it helps that's them perfect out. Time. That's, it's perfect timing. <laughs> cool. And then also in cars. In cars? Yes. Uh, up under the hood, that can be a tricky situation of getting yeah. them out because there's a lot of sharp objects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, motor oil and grease. And sometimes they can actually get inside the car through the firewall and all that mm-hmm. and in, the, in the cabin yeah sounds like an accident waiting to happen <laughs> it is <laughs> it's bet better to find that snake before the vehicle starts moving right but i mean it can be pretty fun mm-hmm. sometimes on different calls i've got a few repeat customers every year mm-hmm and they're always fun to go and to their place and figure out what the snake is. <laughs> so I, I had an, I remember having an experience with a snake. Um, it was some time back when I still lived at at home, but it was a uh, I think it had like a kind of a black and and tan pattern. It was pretty small. And it whipped its tail, kind of like a rattler, but it didn't have a rattle. Yeah. What do you? What snake is that? <laughs> uh, it can be any snake. So is that okay? I was just curious because I didn't know if that was like a, like if there's a like a mock rattler or a, a fake rattler or something like that, or do, are there other snakes other than rattlers that? A lot of the non-venomous ones do that. Okay. Just uh scare you off Mm -hmm. trying to make you think that it's a rattlesnake when it's not so you won't touch it and that basically hey leave me alone i'm right here okay so it's not exclusive to anyone like any one kind of snake no okay 
that's interesting. I'd, I I thought that maybe there was like a mock rattler or something like that. Um, so I guess the rattlers just have the added bonus of having a rattle. So the yes, okay. <laughs> Did you leave it alone? No, that, it, I'm afraid it didn't end well for the snake. Aww. I'm sorry to say, it, the cat had it cornered, and we didn't know what kind of snake it was. We didn't know if it was, if it might have been a rattler, and it just didn't have a developed rattle or something. And so my dad ended up ended Aww. up shooting it. I was just concerned about getting the cat away from it because right. I didn't I didn't want our cat to get bitten yeah. by it. Um, so I think what I ended up doing was throwing something at the cat to get him to. Because he wanted, I mean, he wanted to get it, you know. He's, you know, for whatever reason, he probably saw it as a threat or yeah, or whatever, and he was going to catch it. And I was like, so I didn't want the cat to, to be in the way, and so I threw something at him, and he ran. He ran off. He was okay. I'm sorry about the snake. But uh, I won't hold it against you. Cool. So, um... I do have one more question here, but uh, before I get into this into this nonsense, <laughs> do you have anything you would like to ask Denise? Anything? To no, I think I've asked everything. Denise wore her special ring today, just just for the occasion. <laughs> it's a nice one. Thank you. <laughs> um, we did when we did the Harry Potter trivia. She went like f- full on Slytherin, even though. She's not into Harry. I'm not into Harry, not into Harry Potter at all. But she had like the all the snake stuff and uh, yeah, the necklace with the yeah, mm. it was pretty rad. That was neat. Um, so because I always do this, and especially since uh, nobody's here to to protest <laughs> other than Denise, and she'll just make fun of me the whole you know, which is what she does. It's fun. Um. I, I know that you have been involved in playing tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder. Um, I, I know because we've we've done this <laughs> together before, um, and I thought about this as I was planning the, as we were planning this this podcast, and I thought, you know, I wonder, have you ever? Would you ever consider playing a character in in a role-playing game that was like a a, a snake type theme like because there's a you know there's a kind of druid that is like a serpent shaman and they have you know they have like a snake animal companion and they can turn into a big snake i probably would would you do something like that or would that be like that would, that would, yeah, be, would that be too real yeah it'd be like it'd be like you know I, I can't separate your, your reality and your fiction anymore. <laughs> it's like I deal with snakes all day. I don't want to. I don't want to go into a, world, a pretend world and then have to right. deal with snakes. But anyway, I just thought about you as I was thinking about that. Yeah, I'd <laughs> probably play one. You probably play something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like so there's a s- serpent shaman, and there's also a serpentine bloodline for sorcerers so you know the next time we do something like that maybe (laughs) maybe it'd be worth (laughs) and then you could you know you could make fun of all the things they do wrong because i'm sure there's all kinds of yeah (laughs) i was listening yes i was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day and they there was an episode where they found they were in this dungeon um it's an actual play 
uh, RPG podcast, GG No Re. I've talked mm-hmm. about it before. They went in this dungeon, they found a big snake, and so they, they had this plan where they were going to lure the snake to where they had fought all these other creatures, and they are like, well, we'll just let it eat all the all the dead bodies. And then later they consulted with a snake expert that said that snakes wouldn't eat wouldn't eat dead bodies. <laughs> they're not car- carrion feeders. <laughs> and so they're like, we're sorry, we won't do that again. <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, fictional world, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that that's all the, that's all the questions I had. Is there yeah. anything else you'd like to, <clears throat> anything you'd like to share or anything we didn't cover? I can't think of nothing right offhand. So if someone has a snake mm-hmm. and they need to call Brian, do you just suggest that they call the sheriff? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because that was the other thing I was going to ask: is do you want do you want people to be able to call you? Would you like us to tag your or put your number in the the what is it? Not the comments, but the the show notes or something like that. Or would you rather just leave it up to the sheriff? Leave it up to the sheriff's department. Okay. Because that way they have a record of the address, just in case something goes wrong and it might be a rattlesnake or something. Yeah. yeah. And you don't you don't want everybody out there calling you. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> My number's already been in the paper. Okay. And I've gotten a lot of phone calls from that, <laughs> and some of them weren't even snake related. Okay. <laughs> so just for FYI. If you need to call the Wise County Sheriff's Department, the phone number is 940-627-5971. It's the you have a snake and you need Brian to go out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool deal. Well, I think that that's an episode. Thank you for joining us, Brian. That was really, inf- yeah, really informative. And, uh, and now our, our listeners and, and our residents of Decatur and Wise County know a little more about you and what they can do if they have a snake issue stay calm who they're gonna call (laughs) stay calm uh best advice when you do call is one do call but also take a picture of the snake uh once you get my phone number from the sheriff's department unless they want to be the middleman Mm -hmm. is text me your address and the picture of the snake. That way I know what I'm going to be dealing with when I get there. What you need to bring, what you need to be ready mm-hmm. for. Right. Cool. All right. Well, we should maybe need a t-shirt like that. Just keep calm and, and call Brian. Have a, <laughs> have a snake on there or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that we didn't cover, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Sure. Is if you do get bit by a venomous snake, you know, don't panic. Stay calm. Take a picture. Call nine one one. Yeah, they'll. You know, someone will come and get you and get you to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And if need be, I can. You know, ID the snake for you. Mm-hmm. But don't don't call don't call Brian first. Call nine one one. Yes. <laughs> call nine one one first, then me. Okay. <laughs> If anything, I'll uh, keep you calm as long as it takes mm-hmm. for them to get to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then for venomous snakes, you said 
you said to just keep calm is one of the things that happens as people's hearts start racing and then it makes things worse because the yes. venom i think i remember learning about that in home ec or something one time <laughs> when we did the first aid section yeah uh you know you get bit your adrenaline's rushing because oh no i just got bit so you're freaking out the mm-hmm. adrenaline's pumping mm-hmm. and blood's going real fast the venom's gonna get to your heart and other organs just that much quicker mm-hmm. basically get away from the snake sit down call say hey this is where i'm at i need an ambulance then you can call me and I'll keep you calm or I'll come and deal with the snake if it's in your house. Yep. Right mm-hmm. on. Okay. Well, thanks again. You're welcome. And uh, you have been listening to the Long Overdue Podcast. <laughs>